Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our A Conversation With series, where we invite pros from all walks of our industry to have a chat with us about their background and experiences, and then we finish it off with a little Q&A from the audience. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another uh, conversation with uh, with David Uber and I over at Gore Community. We have a very special guest today, someone who um, is uh, has, has been kind of a mastermind behind the CG Master Academy for uh, quite a while now. Um, and um, he's uh, also got a very rich background in animation as well. And I'll let him sort of tell his story. Um, his name is Manny Fragilis, so some of you may know who he is. If you don't, you're going to be very interested to meet him and get a lot uh, to start to learn a lot about what uh, what he's got to say. Because there's going to be some very interesting topics today that I think you're going to want to listen to. Um, that um, that uh, kind of blew my mind when we just started talking about it, like quite literally uh, a half an hour ago. So I'm I'm excited to dig right back into it and have everyone come along for the ride. So. Hopefully you will uh, ask lots of really good questions at the end. Remember, we will always have a little bit of time at the end. So try to hold on to them because otherwise they get buried in chat. So hold on to them until I kind of say, you know, green light question time. And then we'll do our best to get to as many as we can. All right. So first, obviously, I will bring in my uh, typical partner in crime here, Mr. David Bear. There he is. Hi, Brent. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Pretty excited. Mm. Uh, I've been... Uh, I known uh, Manny for a couple of years now. We used to see each other each time at CTN every year, yeah. and each time discussing for hours just about the industry in general, future trends, and always super interesting conversation. So I was very much looking forward to bring him to this uh, to right. this show here. And you shared you shared hallways together back in the day, if I understand correctly, because you both worked at DreamWorks. So yeah. there's there's that sort of uh, crossover as well. I'm sure that'll come up maybe a little bit uh, in the conversation today. So without further ado, I'm sure everyone's excited to meet the man. So I'm going to bring him in here and uh, let's uh, get this party started. Manny. There Hello. we go. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was just jamming out and backstage. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. The, I like the music that you <laughs> yeah. guys have queued up. I was like, yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you were in the green room, right? The green yeah. room. Yeah. And as you can see, Manny is featuring his newest addition to his yes. uh, his professional art career here in the background. That is uh, Manny's newest. It's called um, backgrounds. Backgrounds it, yeah. to the background. Yeah, that's what we're calling yeah. it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, so really happy awesome. to be here. Really happy. Yeah, it's to be awesome here. to have you here. It's awesome. I'm yeah. excited about this conversation. There's so much to dig into. I don't even, <laughs> as we were saying beforehand, there's so much to dig into here. There's so much meat that there's a good chance we're going to have to drag this poor man back into this, uh, into this lion pit because <laughs> there, it. it's just, you know, there's just so much to be, as you'll, you'll see, you'll see what I'm, we're going to get into it. And um, I mean, why don't you start us off? Like give us kind of like a, kind of a, an intro and then just send us on this segue that will send us into this crazy uh, conversation that we're about to have. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So um, once again, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for the Agora community for, you know, stopping by and joining us as well. Mm -hmm. My name is Manny Fragilis. Um, I am the founder and CEO of CG Master Academy. Um, we've been, CGMA is one of the leaders in online digital art 
you know, education space. We've been around, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary this uh, past November, uh, which is crazy to believe that it's Congrats. been that long. Thank you. Thank you. And before that, prior to that, I've been in the industry uh, for about a total of 20 years, including, you know, CGMA. Most of that has been at DreamWorks Feature Animation. And prior to that, um, I was at, uh, been at Sony. I was at, uh, did freelance work for Disney, um, NCSoft. It's like games, films, visual effects, uh, a little bit of everything. Um, but most of that time, was uh, I was a modeling lead at DreamWorks Feature Animation for about eleven years. And that's where uh, that's where I first met David. Yeah, awesome, uh, Manny. There, there's a lot. We're probably not going to have a, a, enough time, so let's dive right. We definitely won't. Let's already, you know, accept that we won't. So yeah. let's dive right into it. You're uh, you're at DreamWorks, and you have this idea. Hey, I'm going to start the biggest online uh, school of our industry. What was how did that happen? What was the the process? And just tell us that part of the story. It's a small plan. It's a small yeah, one. Yeah, small plan. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and this is something that we've talked about. Um, you know, as it relates to just you know um, the whole process and and pr uh, planning you know what the third act, sort of speak, of life looks like, right? So that's something that I've always been you know, interested in, in terms of figuring out what's my next step, right? Um, and so I know that I liked what I did as a modeler, but I didn't, I didn't know how long I could do it for, right? You know, it's like, would I be doing this when I'm 65, 70 years old, you know? And so that's something that I always thought about. And so I thought, you know what? It's like, I'm 30, you know, at the time, uh, now I'm 42. And I was like, let me just start somewhere. And so before the school, what we were doing was I actually approached uh, Noman um, to create a series of behind the scenes DVDs. So the idea was, hey, let's do something that's fun, that's educational, but as opposed to the typical, hey, artist behind the, you know, the screen voiceover, I was like, I'd be really interested if we incorporated a production you know, aspect to it. Like we actually filmed dailies with the art director and some of the different, you know, the different artists and, you know, talked about like problem solving and some of the problems that, you know, we, you know, that comes up in production. So that was just an, you know, for me, a more interesting way to approach the educational space. Right. Mm. Um, and so, so we did that and those did very well. Um, and because of the, the, that series of uh, DVDs, I was doing a lot more presentations and talks. It's like, you know, at schools about, you know, just the process and how this came together. And, and that organically led to the idea of like, you know what, maybe I should start a conference or something, you know, it's like, you know, and kind of do this workshop. Uh, I'm from Florida. And so I would constantly go back and do talks, as I said, at, you know, at, you know, the university I graduated from over there. And so it was my way of giving back. And so I was like, you know what, it's like, you know, let's try to, put this together. And so um, an event kind of came out of that. And so we did the uh, what we call the Evolve CG animation conference and job fair. And it was a three three day event. Um, we did that for about four years. I think at our peak, we had about 1100 attendees. We had tons of studios that were attending the event. Um, and, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, if we go back to when I was like, okay, I want to do something. I didn't have a plan. Right. It wasn't like, OK, this is a five year, 10 year, 20 year plan. And I think that's something that um, as artists. Right. It's like, you know, when we think about business, when we think about entrepreneurship, when we think about branding, 
um, and going outside of our comfort zone, you know, I think a lot, some of the, the, the things that hold us back is like, oh, well, I don't have a plan and I've never done this before and da, da, da. The thing is, it's like, you just have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, and just see where it takes you. And so, so going from doing these educational DVDs to now kind of putting together this, you know, this event in Florida while living in California, you know, it's like, uh, it was just, you know, it's just crazy. And so from that event, one of the things that we realized was there was a huge disconnect between what a lot of these universities were teaching kids, you know, um, in school and them paying, you know, hundreds of th- tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars for compared to what we were doing in the industry, right? It's like we would have a postmortem with um, the recruiters and the, you know, the uh, supervisors and the leads that we would fly down to do workshops and panels. Um, we would have a postmortem with them. And, you know, they kept on bringing that up. It's like, man, they're not using the latest software. They're not using this latest technique or, you know, it's like their portfolio in terms of the way it's structured. There's just this huge, you know, this gulf, this disconnect. And so we saw that as an opportunity. And that's actually where the idea for CGMA came about, right? Hmm. So once again, this wasn't something that was like, yes, I'm going to do this. We're going to start the school, whatever. Um, And even starting CGMA, the process, you know, was just, you know, that in of itself, a whole process, right? It was just a learning experience to figure out like, all right, what am I going to do exactly? <laughs> I've never done this before. It's like, you know, so what's, what's the steps? Um, and so what we ended up doing was we started off doing just these workshops. So they were like video on demand workshops. They were $19. You know, it's like I paid a bunch of my friends, you know, it's like, you know, a few hundred dollars. I was like, Hey, pay you a few hundred dollars. It's like, you know, we put this up there, we sell it for 19 bucks and see where it goes. Um, and one of the things that we did do is we, we teased out the idea of courses, like, Hey, we could do these, you know, we're going to, we're starting off with these workshops, but the plan is to eventually do, do courses. We had no plans to do courses. We just put it out there, just put it out there, right? Once again, kind of going back to experimenting and seeing what sticks, what works, right? Because you're not going to have this, you know, thought out plan. And so, you know, we did that. And, you know, the first series of workshops we had, I think we had like probably 10 workshops, you know, 10 to 15 workshops. Those did extremely well. But what it led to was people were so you know, they were so engaged with these workshops. They're like, when are you going to do courses? I see that you have the idea of doing courses. When is that going to happen? And so that just accelerated the idea of doing courses. And so within six months, we went from once again, doing these little workshops. It was, the site was all WordPress. So CGMA, <laughs> CGMA was a $10,000 investment. That's what we started CGMA with not hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, investors or anything. It was literally $10,000. And most of that went into paying my friends, you know, it's like, you know, to do these workshops for us, you know, that we could sell as well as, um, you know, paying a WordPress, you know, developer person $4,000 to put the site together. That was it. And and Manny, I'm curious, was that just a side hustle or you were already committed all in uh, that? Okay, I'm quitting my job and that's my new plan. The entire time I was working at DreamWorks, you know, full time as a lead. And I think that's another thing to your point, which to to that point, which is 
that's another thing I think a misconception artists think that, oh, I need to leave everything, drop everything and take this huge risk and take this huge plunge, you know, it's like, uh, and hopefully it works out. Um, you know, at the time, you know, it's like, we didn't, I didn't have kids, but I had a wife, you know, it's like, um, and you know, she was, she had some health, you know, conditions at the time, you know, we had bought a house. It's like, you know, and so you had certain responsibilities, right? So I wasn't going to completely just drop everything and do that. Um, and so I took a more conservative approach to it, you know, you know, maybe even longer term, but no, I was at DreamWorks full time. And then when I went home, it's like, you know, till about one in the morning, I would work on the business, you know, uh, and that's how, that's how it worked for us. You're saying a more conservative approach, but I think it's the uh, smart approach because when you when you're willing to provide this extra 10, 15, 20, 25 hours uh, on the side and you don't have the pressure of, OK, I need to bring in money, I need to bring in money, then you can make the you can take your time and make the smart decisions instead of yeah. making the decision that's going to allow you to pay the bill. So I think there's a to your point, there's a big, big misconception about entrepreneurs and people are proactive to, oh, okay, it's this Hollywood story of you leave work and you know yeah. you burn the boat and you go all in yeah. into. No, in most cases, you kind of have two or three jobs for many years, yeah. if not a decade. And then eventually like, okay, uh, I'm good now. I can leave my work and go with this new, because it's already healthy and going in the right direction and, and it can financially uh, uh, support my, my family. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that was, that was our approach. That was my approach, you know? Um, and so, and I did that for about, I did that for about five years, you know, it's like doing CGMA, you know, on the side. Uh, and well, before I go into that, it's like, so yeah. So after we did the workshops, we transitioned into, you know, doing courses because of the demand. Um, and so we started off doing, we had 90 students in about nine courses. Right. And so at the time I was working, you know, obviously full time at DreamWorks and, you know, it's um, I was wrapping up on how to train your dragons, too. So this was so circa 2014, I want to say. Um, David, did you work on on dragons, too? No, I, I left in 2012. So it was right before the beginning of uh, production. It was still in okay, production. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so in 2014, it's like I worked on, you know, Dragons. And after that show, I was like, you know what? Um, I want to I want to give this a shot. I want to try to do this full on, right? And once again, still ap ap approaching it very conservatively, what I negotiated with DreamWorks was a three-month sabbatical. So I was like, hey, I've been on Dragons 1, I've been on Dragons 2, Crudes, you know, busting my butt. It's like, you know, um, doing a bunch of OT. And I was like, I just need a break, right, before Dragons 3 ramps up. And so, um, you know, it's like, you know, they were fine with it. It's like, you know, they're really gracious and allowing me to do it. And so I took a three-month sabbatical. And for that three months, I'm like, I'm going all in. I'm going to do this. It's like, you know, and try to, you know, it's like, you know, really take the company to the next level. Um, and so... What ended up happening was, um, and but the great thing is, I still had my health insurance. I was still a part of the guild. You know, it's like, so I was still employed by DreamWorks. I just wasn't getting, you know, it's like, you know, salary, but I was still employed. I still did lunches there, you know, it's like, <laughs> and it, I still took advantage of the free lunch every, uh, you know, every other day. It's famous for the pond and the free, exactly, the free lunch. Exactly. So, um, and so for three months, I did that. And, um, 
so at the at the two and a half month mark, I asked DreamWorks, it's like, hey, I need another three months. Um, I need six months. Um, Why not? To my surprise, they're like, well, it's like, you know, Dragons 3 hasn't started. We're still figuring this out and da da da. We're figuring out who's gonna come on board. So it's fine. We give you we give you no, we give you another three months. About five and a half months into it, I was like, hey. Oh boy. Could I get another three months? I really, <laughs> really need this. You know, it's like, but once, you know, once I'm back, it's like, you know, you're going to get 110% manning. So can I get another three months? Same thing to my surprise, you know, they gave us, they gave me another three months. And then finally at the like eight and a half month mark, the business, because I spent almost the last, I spent the last eight and a half months working on it full time. It was in a position where it could support me, you know, and my family, right? And so at that point, I told DreamWorks, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to continue. And, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to have to leave. Um, and it was definitely, and even at that point, it was still a risk, right? There was, it was still a chance that, hey, it's like, you know, yeah, it's going great now, but maybe next year it might not do as well, right? Um, but that was a risk that I, you know, I was willing to take. And at the end of the day, it was a calculated risk because if things didn't work out, I still because I left on great terms with DreamWorks overall, I still had a job to go back to, right? So it wasn't, you know, it's like, you know, me burning that bridge, right? You know, it's like, you know, as a lot of people think that's how you have to do it. Um, so I was able to do that. Um, and so since then, as, as I mentioned, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary, um, you know, where now we went from, as I said, when we started, it was like 90 students, you know, it's like nine courses. We're now at averaging about 1800 students a term. We have four terms a year. Uh, we have 130 courses. Um, we've had over, you know, 20,000, you know, students who've taken our courses. It's like, you know, um, and gone off to work to different studios over the last, you know, 10 years, we're in over 90 countries. And to me, I'm still trying to figure out what is that next step, right? You know, yeah. and, and how we grow. It's like, you know, so, um, yeah, I say all of that to, to just encourage people that once again, it's not about this, like, yeah, you're just gonna, you know, it's like, I'm gonna leave my job and I'm gonna start this, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's a process, you know, it's a process and you just have to plant those seeds and just keep, keep at it. You know? yeah, that's another big misconception from everyone that I spoke to of how they think that those <laughs> new business or new school or new studio are. It's there's an assumption that someone has an idea is like, OK, I have the perfect master plan and I'm going to execute. Usually you have a vague idea of where you want to go. You you do stuff two step forward, one step back and you iterate as you go and you say, oh, that didn't work. OK, this is working. Oh, that didn't work. You adjust course. And eventually, after a couple of years, like, wow, I this is kind of where I knew that I would be going. But at the same time, there was no way I could have like, like a 20 step master plan that no. would have informed. And, and I think there's a lot of people that are, uh, you know, stopping themselves to kind of be proactive and develop those kind of projects because they don't have a fully foreign plan in their head and they feel that okay one day i'm going to be ready i'm going to continue mm -hmm. to think about it there's no there's a limit of how thinking about it is going of to course bring you. there's a, a, a healthy dose of 
just do it and this is going to inform where you should adjust course and yeah continue. that's a great point speaking of you know throwing a monkey wrench into anything how about this pandemic right yeah. <laughs> like you know you want to talk exactly. about like yeah <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot of people that had great master plan and then uh -oh. oh yeah yeah it's like you know um yeah it's uh, like you know so how did that but, affected uh yeah so uh, cgma yeah so in a way it worked out um quite well for us because we're online right you know it's like and i think i think um i think it's 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 like you know we're able to leverage it we we had a new platform that we rolled out it's like you know just in time right before the pandemic and so we were able to ride that wave um and i think with everything that has happened with you know with the pandemic it'll be interesting to see how it changes education you know as a whole but specifically obviously you know um art education but i think i think um i think there's a large swath of the population that have experienced online education and they're like wow this is great you know it's very convenient it's like it's affordable and everything else that comes with online education right all the benefits but on the other flip end i think there's a a, a large swath of the population that are like you know, excuse my French, fuck this. This is horrible. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, this is what online education is, a bunch of Zoom calls. It's like, you know, um, it's like, you know, this is this is not going to work. Um, and and it's, I think it's a mixed bag. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how people or how the industry, right, adapts, you know, moving forward. For us, it's like, I think, you know, and this is not speaking to what I think the future of art education, you know, is, but I think for us as a school, as a business, you know, our future as it relates to education is a hybrid approach. I think that, you know, as artists, as creative types, we feed off of the energy of other people, you know, mm -hmm. even though some people might think, you know, that's, you know, it's like, it's duality because we tend to be introverts, you know, in our little, you know, world. But um, I think when you meet like-minded people that are on the same wavelength and share common interests, because growing up, we were probably, you know, it's like kind of, you know, the outsiders kind of excluded, you know, from a lot of the, you know, main popular things. It's like, I think that, you know, it's something we feed off of, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so I think the hybrid approach of both offline and online um, is where, we want to go, you know, um, yeah. as it relates to just education. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I think another aspect that maybe we think a little bit less about, it's been like a year, year and a half that, you know, in the beginning for most people, uh, meeting your friends on Zoom was super awkward. We're all talking on top of e each other. Yeah. And, you know, there's many, whatever platform you're using. Uh, but and even if a year and a half after is not perfect, there's a big, you know, education and adoption in general of, oh, OK, well, actually, th this is how we can manage it. You have, mm -hmm. you know, new platform like Gatortown, for instance, that create those kind of little 2D map and you just yeah. move around. And then when you get close, oh, you. So uh, I think it kind of sped up for five or 10 years, the uh, the, the tools that are going to allow people to communicate in, in remote and when you're talking about creativity yes it's difficult to to brainstorm yes you need to be around your peers yes you but it's it's not like you cannot have that if it's all online 
uh, I think that people are learning that, oh, okay, I can also have a little bit of that. It's maybe not as uh, good as being on site. Yeah. Uh, but there's like 95% of the population that are not physically near a, you know, uh, art institute that is yeah. going to provide yeah, yeah. a as good service as. So, uh, so I think it's definitely going to play in the how things yeah. are evolving moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, and I think the, you know, w you know, speaking of just the pandemic in general, I think the concept of work from home is something that is, you know, that is, is going to shift the landscape as well. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, and not just from an educational standpoint, but, you know, from just the way our industry works. Right. Um, and I think, I think the concept of work from home, you know, it's like, depending on who you are, right. It's like, you know, depending on personality and, you know, and, and, and what you identify with, it's like, you know, I think it's, it's great. I think, you know, in certain aspects, it's like, you know, I think, um, you know, having, uh, uh, you know, work life balance and, and, and having the freedom to work from home or do a, a hybrid, um, it's like, you know, whatever it might be, it's like, you know, I think it's great, but, um, I'm going to share, I'm going to share an insight that I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think employees are looking at, which is the employer's perspective, right? It's like, I think, I think what could also happen, right? And I'm just putting it out there to put it out there. But I think what could also happen is it will change the way studios um, hire, right? It's like, you know, um, I mean, outsourcing was already something that kind of played our industry to an extent. Um, but I think the whole work from home paradigm will probably accelerate that, you know, because now it becomes, okay, I could hire this person that is going to cost X amount, you know, it's like, and I have to pay healthcare, I have to pay, you know, it's like, you know, um, you know, benefits and everything else that comes with it. Right. Um, uh, union, it's like, you know, you know, dues and all that. And now it becomes, Oh, I could just hire this amazing animator, this amazing artist from Europe. It's like, you know, or from Brazil, you know, it's like, you know, or from Canada or for wherever in the world. And, not have to incur those costs and because of the cost of living you know wherever they're you know located it'll be a much cheaper you know um you know lower cost you know overhead versus bringing you know this senior person in mm -hmm. um so so it's gonna be a, yeah so it, it's gonna be interesting as i said i think on one end it's like all the arts are like yeah i can move to texas and you know or florida and pay no state taxes you know, it's like, and still make, you know, the, the type of salary that I'm making, you know, it's like in LA, but as I said, I think from the employer's perspective, it's like, you know, they're going to take advantage, you know, of, for sure, you know, what this opportunity means. So yeah, for, for me, it's like the, the, the game completely changed, but it, it's a, I mean, it, it's a fast process, but at the same time, it's going to, to, to take some time, but people underappreciate how it, it is changing the game because on, on one side, as you mentioned, yes, the, 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 the studios now uh, are like, oh, I don't have to pay all those benefits. Oh, I don't need those long-term contracts anymore. Yeah. Oh, maybe I don't need 500 places in my studio. I just need 160 and the, the rest mm -hmm. is working from home and I can cut my expenses on the, on the renting. On the artist side, uh, th there's many people that, uh, that, uh, that I was speaking with that I said, you know, if you are living in a 
uh, country that has a, uh, a expensive cost of living in a city where you have a very expensive rent and a country that has a high value currency, you're automatically, no matter your skills, uh, uh, you know, disadvantaged mm -hmm. compared to those other artists that are uh, in, a, uh, in different places. So it's, it's definitely going to have a big impact. We're slowly getting to see how that's going to, to play out. It's funny because I spoke to many, uh, many studios that run a survey with their uh, employees. Mm -hmm. How many want to come back on site? How many wants to stay home? And how many wants to do an hybrid? And yeah. it was pretty much universally like 20% are like, I never want to go work at the studio anymore. 20%, I never want to be working from home anymore. Please yeah. bring me back. <laughs> and 60% were like, I want flexibility to be able to, to do both. That means that 80% of uh, uh, all uh, all the artists that, that that I met were at some point they are expecting that they'll be able to be working so from, we're, from yeah. home yeah. Uh, as a freelancer or as a, an employer. But most of the freelance that I spoke with in the last few few months and the studios as well, now that they recognize that, okay, it's shifting uh, and the studios are great. Okay, we're going to hire uh, uh, freelancers now. Uh, where are they? Where do we find them? Who's available? Yeah. Who's the perfect fit for, for my yeah. need? And the same thing for the artist. Like, okay, now I can work for any studio. Where do I find the yeah. studio is hiring right now? So this kind of figure out how those two needs mm -hmm. find each other uh, is going to uh, uh, play out. And this is where, and I know that that's something that uh, we're going to uh, discuss a little bit, but that's where personal branding is going to have I a huge impact. Yeah. I yeah, completely I would, agree. I was just going to say, like, because the other thing you have to keep in mind is that now with that trend, if that actually is a trend that will, which I believe is happening as well, the idea of, I would imagine that what we're going to see is, which is going to be sad to some people because they were always trying to crave it for whatever reason. The idea of permanent employment is probably going to start to dissolve away quite quickly. It was already uh, pretty much dissolved in like in in long long format like uh, feature film. Yeah. Um, in many cases, especially VFX, VFX industry almost primarily uses yep. contractual freelance and of all the people working there if say you were living in the bay area you'd be jumping from one studio to the next and just rolling off one production onto the next one and it was a revolving door but you weren't a permanent employee you were a contractual employee play i believe the only way it makes sense for it to, to for the for the employers to make take full advantage of this scenario is to go that route and just to be like you know what i think that's the way to go that's now that means that there the rules are now changing for our way of getting noticed and of course getting getting actually hired and a lot of us who have been working permanent jobs for a really long time need to start learning quickly the new sort of like way of the you know of the of, of the freelancer because the freelancers obviously will have an advantage in this area because they've been used to it for so many years so exactly. branding of course fits into this as well which is it's, i think where this conversation is going yeah it's crucial um and i think it's you know david you mentioned this survey and that 80%, you know, of employees are saying, I don't want, you know, to permanently be in the office, right? Well, on the studio's end, you know, whether it's 50% of the people who are in the office or not, they have to develop a pipeline to accommodate people that are not going to be in the mm -hmm. office, right? Yep. And so the genie is out of the bottle. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and there's no way to put it back in. So now studios are just going to full on go, okay we could embrace this. And it's only a matter of time for them to realize, hmm, it's like these freelancers are 
or, or, or much cheaper, you know? And as you yeah. said, it's like, I don't need this overhead, you know? Um, and, and to, to your point, Brent, it's like, you know, I think, I think that's where, yeah, the importance of, of brand comes in and developing, you know, you're developing a name for yourself, you know, um, and not have it just have you be defined by the last project you worked on or last yeah. studio, you know, you worked at, um, and just start developing something that is just constantly growing, constantly developing with or without that studio brand, right. Yeah. Or, with, or without that project brand. And it doesn't have to be a company, you know, like, you know, what, you know, David and, and you know, and I have started, it doesn't have to be a company. It no. could be, you know, more than that. But I think, you know, the bigger picture is it ties into, What's your, you know, as a, as a, as a, you know, as a business owner, you know, whenever I'm talking to financial planners or I'm talking to, you know, um, you know, business coaches, the question that comes up is what's your exit plan, right? You know, what's your exit plan? Uh, and I think, I think that's something that, you know, artists should be, you know, that's a question artists should be asking themselves, as I said, not just as it relates to what's happening now, you know, in terms of this, this shift that, you know, could, you know, potentially happen within our industry. But I think as it relates to, you know, that third act, right? It's like, you know, um, how long are you going to be doing this for? You know, it's like, how long could you, you know, this be, you know, can you sustain this, you know, on your body or whatever it might be, right? It's like, you know, um, as a digital artist, right? You know, as a technical artist. Um, you know, it's um, especially what's, you know, with advancements in health and, you know, medicine, it's like, you know, the average person, you know, is expected to live up to 90, 95 years old, right? So that means if you retire at 65, you have 30 years where, you know, it's ex it, you're expected to make 80%, you know, the average is 80% of what you were making while you weren't employed, right? It's like, so what does that look like? And I know for a lot of, a lot of your members and, you know, a lot of people here, they're like, what the hell is Manny talking about, retirement? <laughs> You know, I just started. Yeah, I didn't have my first job yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think it's something that if you're over the age of you know 35, it's like you know it's something to start thinking about. You know yeah. now, you know it's like yeah. I think it's something that you need you, you need to start thinking about. And as I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like okay, what 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 are you saying? It's like you know I need to start a company. But it's like I think you need to understand that our industry is shifting, and even before this shift happened, right? It's like, you know, oh, this, it just it, got accelerated. Exactly. It just became accelerated. But this is something that you should have been doing regardless. Right. Because yep. I, like I, I think we're I, 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 the way I'm looking at it is I think we're like the first generation of the first wave. Right. Of digital artists within the entertainment industry. Right. It's like and, 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 and I say that by the fact that it's like I'm 42 it's like, you know, my specialty, my discipline is digital modeling. I don't know of a 60-year-old modeler, you know? It's like, you know, and I've been in this industry for quite some time. I just, I, I don't know of a 60-year-old modeler. You know, it's like, you know, computer graphics in of itself is relatively young, right? You know, it's like, you know, 20, 30 years at most, depending on what you're linking that to. It's like, you know, so it's a pretty, pretty young industry. And so as the first generation of people that are going to be in a position where we're retiring, it's like, you know, as, as digital artists, what type of shelf life do we have? Right. And I think that's yeah. the reality of it. It's like, you know, that people need to understand. It's like, you know, what is your shelf life? 
you know, um, and what are you doing now to prepare yourself for it? You know, it's like, um, you know, as I mentioned to you, David and Brent before, you know, before this, this, this call, it's like, you know, um, you know, a few days ago, I started calling up a bunch of my artist friends, you know, and I called about like 25 or so. And I asked each of them, what's, what's your exit plan? You know, do you have a retirement plan in place? What happens when you could no longer do this, right? Whether it's, you know, for physical, you know, restraints, or it could be, you know, the studio just thinks, hey, it's like, you know, you know, you're, 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 you're pretty top heavy. It's like, in terms of like, you know, you're, you're quite expensive. It's like, and I could find someone much cheaper, right? That is, you know, just as good. It's like, yeah, they might not have enough experience, but it's like, they're just as good that could do the job that we need. And so at that point, what is your, you know, plan B? And to my surprise, but at the same time, not surprise, out of the 25 artists that I, I polled, three of them had a plan. That was it. Everyone else was like, why the fuck did you call me with this? It's like <laughs> in the middle of my day. It's like, you know, I was taking a nice stroll, you know, around yeah. the neighborhood or I was, you know, grabbing lunch and now you just completely ruined my day. Yeah. Um, Way to go. I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, I, but I think it's something that, you know, we as, you know, as that first generation, we need to have a conversation around this. And the conversation is not is not all doom and gloom, like, hey, we're all fucked. No. But the idea is it's like, you know, what are the options, right? Like, yeah. you know, how can we do this? And as I said, it's like I think building a brand, you know, is probably the single most important thing. It's like, you know, um, as an artist, right? It's like, you know, and what does that look like? You know, that's something that could take so many different forms. It could take so many so different many you know, different yeah. ways of doing it, but it's like, there's more value in that brand. You know, it's like, you know, if you start somewhere, you know, like yeah. I've been in, you know, I've been, you know, it's like, you know, uh, in interviews, it's like, you know, where we're looking for someone and, you know, you could have two amazing artists, right? Equally great, talented artists. And, you know, let's say same level of experience, but it just so happens that one of them, you know, I've seen this person's work a few times, right? And so it's only natural, right? For me to, you know, it's like gravitate towards, you know, this sense of familiarity, right? With this brand, you know, yeah. completely unbeknownst to me. I don't know this person. I've never met him or her, but there's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Oh, you're that guy or that yeah, girl. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. I yeah. remember seeing that, you know, like, you know, on ArtStation or, you know, CG Society or Instagram or whatever, you know, you know, a year back or whatever. Yeah, this guy's pretty good. That's that's the conversation I will mentally have. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's you know? so funny because yesterday we had another stream with Brent and we were uh, talking about showreel and I talked about the, the showreel that that I saw and, you know, someone uh, shared with me and we ended up hiring for a period of time. And when, uh, when I told about this person to another recruiter, it's like, oh, yeah, I have saw, I've saw that, that real show around as well. The reel was so good and not the quality of the animation, although the quality was really good, but how original it was. Yeah. The presentation was so good that most studios with an N, I mean, in two years from now, I'm still going to remember the name uh, uh, of that person and, and the showreel. So when we talk about branding, it's many things. It's not just the showreel, but it's yeah. a, a big uh, uh, part of it. 
Um, yeah. There's some. There's something many that you mentioned. I just want to quickly uh, come back to uh, to uh, clarify a little bit. You mentioned that you know freelancers for a studio are uh, cheaper than employees. Uh, and when you said that, I just want to clarify to everyone that might not be used how the financial mechanic of studios are working. Uh, the salary of a freelancer is actually higher than an employee, usually 20, 25 percent. But it's the overhead. It's yeah. the computer. That's yep. it's the rent. It's the coffee Space. machine. Yeah. It's the free lunch. It's all that. And in most studio, the overhead for each employee is the same is 100 percent. So if you're costing, let's say, 10,000 a month, your real cost is 20,000. So yep. for studios to only go from 500 employee to 400 employee and have 100 freelancers, this is a Huge. major financial gain for them, which means that for sure, most of the studio are going to, to, to go there. And studio, they might, uh, uh, you know, want to invest in their employee. It could be, you know, the 401k, or it can be a lot of different things that they will help for what you said, like the exit plan or the third act. But freelancers, I mean, even if they really like the person and they renew and over, they're never going to invest no. in this freelancer for the bonus programs for freelancers. They, <laughs> yeah, it's a non, it's a non-exclusive relationship. They know that the freelancer could, you know, tomorrow go for an uh, an other studio. Mm -hmm. That was already a trend, a, a threat that that yeah. was uh, uh, mm -hmm. happening, but it just got accelerated. It's going to get accelerated. So. Yeah. Yeah. rapidly so i think this is why it's super interesting to have this conversation yeah. with this audience because it's something that was already there that we didn't yeah. talk too much about it now the pandemic just accelerated this by five, 10 years so we yeah. need to talk about it and yeah we have an audience that not, might not be you know either educated or interested to go get this kind of information elsewhere so let's try to bring yeah. it here in, in, in yeah. this space and have this conversation because yeah. the start the earlier you start on something like this the the like the better off you're going to be you don't want to be exactly. trying to brand yourself at the end of your career no. you want to start thinking about it it's like any like good investment like we were talking earlier before the conversation about like you know just stock investment or just mm -hmm. investing in your rsps and your retirement these things always the earlier you start, the better, right? So it's the same yeah. thing. But think of branding in the same the same sense. Like start coming up with some sort of arc, and that arc can shift. The idea mm -hmm. is just by putting yourself out there and developing a name is the key thing. Even if that name shifts, you just you you switch from modeling to animation. It doesn't even of matter. Course, the yeah. point is, is that the name in the industry is still a name in the industry, not unlike what you see in, for instance, sports. Like I mean, I'm a, I'm yeah. old enough to remember Bo Jackson, and he he had a big brand, and he because he was he was famous because he played both in the NFL as well and, as and, and, Major yeah. League Baseball, yeah. right? And that was pretty cool, right? But, but you know, it'll, it'll be more of a normal case. A lot of these popular, you know, famous uh, um, players, they when they can't they can't play forever. These these sports are very demanding on the body. So they if they if they can develop their brand well enough, they end up being announcers or coaches. They yeah. their, their careers they transform into the next yep. metamorphosis stage of what they do and where their experience lies. So this well said, Brent. Right. So well said. It's uh um and and I think, and I think um that, you know, it's like there's just and, and it's all connected, right? It's like in terms of that exit plan, and and developing the brand, it's it's all connected. You know, it's mm -hmm. the same thing. So that's the other thing I want to be clear. You know, we're not saying develop your brand just for you know what's happening now and that's just it. But you know, developing your brand you know allows you to have longevity beyond you know being you know in the studio it's like you know or beyond just being a gun for hire sort of speak right um and what does that look like 
it's like, you know, who's to say, right? It's like, and, and you know, the analogy or the example that Brent gave, it's like, yeah, maybe you're doing, you're announcing. It's like, you know, maybe you're doing, you know, this other thing. Maybe you're parlaying that into a brand of, you know, shoes or something like that, right? It's like, you know, or anything else. But because you have that brand, it's like, you know, um, it opens up more doors and opportunities for you, right? So to give, to give a very relevant, a very current example, um, you know, unless you're in the character modeling or character art space, you know, it's like um, most people, you know, in this community, it's like, you know, might not know who Raf Grissetti is. Raf Grissetti is um, an art director at Sony Santa Monica. Um, and, you know, it's like uh, Raf came here from Brazil, I want to say probably about, you know, 12, 12, 14 years ago um, and has kind of worked at different, you know, studios, mostly in games. Um, but what he's done is he's developed a name for himself, right? It's like he has a huge Instagram follower following. He has a huge, um, you know, Facebook following. And all he's been doing for the most part is putting his work out there, you know, doing talks, doing, you know, presentations. It's like, you know, doing little demos. It's like, you know, and constantly posting his art, you know, it's, Hey guys, I'm working on this. Hey guys, check this out. <laughs> so when, you know, the whole NFT craze, you know, which we're still, and, you know, came about because of that brand, he was able to leverage that. Right. It's like, you know, and I was telling Brandon David that, you know, when after Beeble sold his, you know, piece for what, 69 million, you know, whatever it was, everyone that set the art community ablaze. Everyone's like, NFTs. I can do that. It's like, I can do what NFTs. I'm going to make $69 million. You know, even my wife was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> uh can we get on can we get in on this yeah and and the thing is it's like you know and i'm in the sidelines kind of like oh this is very interesting this is fascinating mm. and and dude my facebook feed was just like just oh, yeah. just just, just lit up blew up it was like oh hey guys i'm doing this nft hey i'm doing this nft hey i'm doing this thing and you know i looked at um i looked at uh you know um raf and a couple of other artists who already had a brand and like, you know, just kind of doing some rough numbers. It's like, you know, Raph yep. has made over a million dollars on just That's NFTs. It. Now, obviously you have platform fees and conversion fees sure. and everything else that comes with it, but it doesn't matter. It's like he sold this uh, Muhammad Ali uh, sta digital statue. It's like for 260 plus thousand dollars, right? <sighs> 250,000. I bet I would venture to say that of all the sculpts, all of the works that he's ever done, it's like in terms of return on investment, that's yeah, probably yeah. the most he's made. Yeah. And he's made that not through a studio, yeah, not exactly. through a project. He made that through his own brand. Absolutely. Right? And you could you could think about it like as if he had been investing in that all his life. Yes. And yes. he's just now getting paid for that. And now he's going to pay for it. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, um, even when it comes to IP development, right? And, and as I said, there's a list of things that we can do. It's like, if you have, you know, um, you know, if you have a brand that, you know, um, is relevant, you know, and people are, you know, posting it, then what ends up happening is, as I said, it opens up more doors, right? So if you have an IP that you're pitching, because you have that brand, yeah, you know, it's like you have more, you know, leverage in that meeting, right? You know, you have more leverage in negotiating, right? Yeah. Heck, you'll get in the door quicker 
than someone who's just submitting a random script. You know, it's like, you know, a random idea. And so that's one of the things that, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I think, I think artists really needs to embrace this. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. they kind of understand that. And the thing is, it's like, you know, when, when we talk about like, you know, you know, I like to call it like, you know, um, you know, your third act, sort of speak. It's like, it could be, it could be a host of things, right? Um, as that doesn't mean starting, you know, your own business or anything else. It's like, you know, um, it could be, you know, a part of that planning, you know, it could be something as simple as moving somewhere cheaper, right? It's like, you know, um, you know, out of the three people that I, uh, I, I spoke to that had a plan, one of them was like a part of his strategy because he lives in California. He's like, you know, it's like in 20 years, 25 years when, you know, it's like, you know, it's time to retire. He's like, you know, my house will probably be worth three to four times what I bought it for. Right. You know, it's like, um, you know, 10 years ago. And so his thinking is, you know, you know, I don't want to retire here. It's like, you know, I'll sell that. And, you know, the money I make, you know, from that, it's like, you know, I'll buy a place in Florida or Texas, you know, it's like for a fraction of the cost. It's like, and the rest I'll invest, right. Mm -hmm. And live off of, you know, it's like, so that was something that I, I, I didn't think about, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what guild left, it's like, you know, pension. Right. You know, it's like, you know, having, you know, some sort of pension within some sort of guild or, you know, it's like, you know, depending on the, you know, the studio, the company or the industry, you know, that you're working on 401ks, you know, Roth IRAs, stocks, bonds, you know, starting a company, if that's your thing, investing in real estate, you know, to give another, you know, relevant and current, you know, example, you know, I have a good friend who, you know, works, you know, at a studio, no different you know, than, than us here. And, you know, for the last, you know, six, seven years, he's been, you know, it's like slowly investing in real estate. And now he has three properties and his goal is in the next five to 10 years is to make, you know, make what he's making at his studio, um, you know, but in renting, in renting these properties. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, you know, and that's his plan. And he's not someone that's, you know, born rich or anything. It's like, you know, he's an immigrant, you know, it's like, uh, like myself. And so, but he was able to invest, you know, it's like very early on, you know, it's like, and now in 10, five, 10 years, he'll be in a position where if he wanted to retire, he can't. Right. Um, and so I think understanding asset, it's more than just, you know, starting a company or it's more than just, well, I need hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Right. It's like, you know, it's there's so many new opportunities now that it's just ridiculous. You know, Um, the whole YouTube movement, that to me is mind boggling. I still don't understand that concept. Mm -hmm. Like I could give you a list of probably 20, 30 people that have little to no professional experience working in the industry. Right. Little to no experience. So they don't even have the studios or the projects to build a foundation on, right? But they're obviously they have to be at least good artists, you know. They're not great. They have to be good artists, um, and they have parlayed that into a ridiculously successful career. It's like you know, um, one guy that um, CGMA, um, you know, we sponsored one of his, uh, you know, we, we sponsored one of his podcasts. Um, and he's very forthcoming in terms of breaking down his finances and everything and, and how well he's done. 
<laughs> so he went to architecture school. So he graduated, it's like, you know, with an architecture degree and realize, you know, like a year working, you know, and, you know, it's like in that space that this is not what he wanted to do. So he took some courses, he took some courses from us, you know, took some courses, you know, here and there, you know, different schools and started building, you know, his, you know, his skill set. It's like, you know, his artistic chops. And while he was building and learning, he decided, oh, I'm just going to share my process, yeah. you know, and my progress with the world, you know, and kind of have them, you know, come on this journey. In two years, I kid you not, in two years time, he's gone from making, you know, like $20,000 a year, close to nothing, staying with his parents, to now he makes about $250,000 in the form of sponsorships and advertisement through YouTube. There you go. And I could give you a list of people within our space that yeah. have done that, right? Yeah. I know you guys have even had a couple of those people, you know, it's like, you know, on your podcast that have done that. And yeah. to me, it's like, I just find that endlessly fascinating because if I were to tell, you know, if I were to think about doing something like that, I would lean heavily on, you know, my experience and the projects I've worked on right? To get that credibility. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, you establish that you're audience. You're going I, into the game with more like, advantage. Yeah. That's, that's what I would feel that I would have to yeah. do. But the fact that a lot of these people yeah. have very little to no professional experience and they're kind of just saying, Hey, I'm learning. And it's like, I'm going to share, you know, my process with you and, and, or this is what I have learned and I'm going to, you know, pass this along and have this audience and it's not like a couple of people right it's talking about yeah. hundreds of people yeah yeah doing extremely well and this is their brand and and you know whenever i talk to them um you know because of just my nature i'm like what's the next step right because how long does that last so yeah, what's, what, a, what's the next thing you're planning on you know that's a typical right? thing to sustain you talk to any of these people that are putting that kind of meta content out on youtube it's like it's it's fatiguing yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's a, yeah. So what's the next thing? Like, you know, how do you, you know, uh, another super popular, you know, uh, artist, uh, uh, Ross Tran, you know, it's like, you know, he has 4.2 million followers. Ross graduated from art, art center and basically didn't go work for studio. You know, it's like, but he's a good artist. It's like, and he has, he has that 4.2 million followers and he's making, oh, man. he's making, Way He's more than okay. $50,000. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's the funny thing that. is it all comes back to brand though again, right? Because I mean, these yeah. people like just to, just to, you know, just to be clear here, it's not like we're saying that anybody can make a YouTube channel and be that famous. These people, obviously they didn't have, what you're saying is they didn't have even years of, of, of career to build on, to build that brand. They were coming up with like, they had less to start with yeah. and they started, they just put themselves out there, invested in something. It just happened to be YouTube. But the key thing was what made them successful was for sure the content, but I'd like to think it's also because, the, because of the brand, the, yeah. none of these YouTube channels become big without having some branding skill. None yeah. of them, none of them. Yeah. They all need to spend time branding and branding comes in many different forms. Of it's course. not, and I, when we say brand, we're not talking about a logo. We're talking about, um, which is ironic that a lot of people don't start YouTube channels. I'm, I was guilty of this for years <laughs> because I just, I'm like, wow, I can't decide on a cool logo. It's like, really dude, like just, <laughs> just start, start 
get out there if you really want to do it and just start putting <laughs> stuff out there like and worry about the logo later if it if it's a thing and it becomes you're not going to become successful because of the logo you're going to yeah. become successful because of the content the way you prepare it the other platforms that you're advertising on and communicating on it's like it's the big picture right it's about having building a brand and there's lots of different ways of attacking that problem i just wanted yeah. to say one like one last little thing here too because i think it's an interesting anecdote because you can think of all this also in terms of or through the lens of diversification investing in 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 in, in like you know stock and rsps yeah. if you're here in canada like whatever that might be they always all these investment specialists will always tell you the same thing it's about diversification never put all your eggs in the same basket Perfect. all of what we said today is talking about that it's like is yeah. it a side hustle or is it a way of building some sort of brand just in case you need it Back in the day, and this goes back to the idea that all this pandemic did is accelerate something that was already there. Back in the day, I still remember people that were really focused on the these permanent jobs. But the, the funny thing about the permanent jobs is that they're a crutch because mm -hmm. now you're absolutely 100% dependent on that company. 100 yeah. yeah. if it goes under now you don't have a salary nope. you don't have the uh you know the investments going in automatically you know uh, from your mm -hmm. employer into your into your retirement fund you don't have the safety net the health insurance it's all gone and the, the worst part is is that instead of building your own brand you've been working for their brand you've been helping build their brand That's and it. they walk away with that they could they could downsize they could go under and all these things could happen and what are you left with Nothing. You're left with maybe a portfolio of experience, which is handy. But the problem is, what if you've only been working on the same show? In Toronto, there's a company called Nelvana. They're still kind of around, but they've they kind of rebranded themselves a few times. And they were quite famous for kind of, and I this is going to be taken the wrong way by a lot of people, unfortunately. But it they, they was the place a lot of people went that kind of to kill their careers. Because the problem was they were always working on these Saturday morning cartoons. They weren't worried about their brand. And I, I don't mean everybody, because some people were smart and they were diversifying they were building a brand on the side and they were doing other things on the side but a lot of people when they had a big downsizing all they had were these saturday morning cartoon animation stuff on their reels it was difficult to pivot especially because this was all happening around the the, the the collapse of the 2d industry mm. so let me also preface this by this and that's the thing we saw that coming <laughs> literally two years before that collapse in toronto disney had opened up a studio there it was ridiculous it was like it was the freaking gravy train and then boom it fell out from underneath everybody i still remember training people in the basement of a studio on the weekends people that had way more experience than me hmm. in two in animating but because they were they were desperate because they they were like i need to learn this 3d stuff or i'm out and yeah. a lot of those people didn't make that transition so yeah think of it like this it's about having that safety net of building a brand because if you have a brand you can pivot otherwise you have literally only the last job you had and that job might not be relevant anymore yeah so yeah, yeah. that is so I mean, that, that is brent that is so well said and it's you know to speak to that so you know even though you know it's like you know i'm bringing this 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 topic up and i would like to think that you know it's like yeah i'm always thinking about it um <laughs> I was not diversified at all until about a year ago. How about that? Like, you know, about a year ago, uh, you know, as the pandemic, probably a year and a half ago, as the pandemic was, you know, uh, starting, um, you know, I was talking to a financial planner and he's like, all right, so what are you doing for retirement? And I'm like, well, I have this business that I've built. It's like, you know, in my, you know, this is my exit, you know, plan as it relates to this, this business. He was like, okay, what else do you got? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, this, this, this is it. This is it. It's like, you know, yeah. built this business, you know, yeah. for the last, you know, almost 10 years or so. And he's like, <laughs> so you don't have anything else. I'm like, oh, no. no. He was like, 
So what happens if this doesn't work out? What happens if you can't exit from this business? What happens if the business fails? What do you have to fall back on? And someone who felt like I had all these, you know, answers or had this plan, I realized how exposed that was. Hmm. Right. And so I was like, oh, crap. All right. I need to start looking into other things. You know, it's like so I started looking more into stocks and, you know, start looking more into real estate, you know, Um, because for me, whatever we made, I just put it back in the company. Right. Because that was it. That was my only basket I felt that I had, I'm like, well, if this does well, it's like, you know, then we'll be fine. So we just kept investing it back. And so, um, and that goes to show you even someone like myself, because yeah, it's like, you know, if, if this all crumbles, then where am I, am, am I at? Right. It's like, you know, it's like, I, I would like to think I'm not going to be back at, you know, you know, step one. It's like, you know, because, you know, w- you know, the skills that I've, you know, used to build this, you know, successful business, you know, or, you know, could translate to, you know, other, you know, um, you know, other industries or similar positions. But the thing is, it's like, you know, I was even exposed. And so I think, you know, I think, you know, it's like when it comes to, you know, some of these ideas, some of the other ones that, you know, we didn't talk about was uh, tutorials, you know, it's like, so this is not just doing YouTube, but actually having, and this is kind of the play with a lot of YouTubers, which I think is great. It's like, so they'll, start YouTube, amass this following, right? Because it's it's free for the person subscribing to that channel, you know? It's like, and then what they do is they'll parlay that into a Patreon, right? It's like, you know, where then they're able to, you know, uh, 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 maximize, it's like, you know, their audience, yep. capitalize on that. Yep. It's like, and then from a Patreon, they'll do mentorship, it's like you know, that comes at a premium. And so when you're looking at the landscape of what they've kind of, you know, established and what it's built, it's like, I'm like, this is genius. Yep. Right. It's like, you know, this completely works. It's like, mm-hmm. um, so there's so many strategies and so many different ways you know, yeah. to approach it. It's like that people are just like, as I said, that are very, very accessible, um, you know, asset marketplaces. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're creating an asset, that asset could be, animation cycles, you know, or animation clips, it, it could be, you know, 3D models, it could be light rigs, it could be character rigs, it could be all these different things that you could then, you know, use and translate that into like, you know, products that you're selling on a marketplace. And there's tons of marketplaces out there, you know, that you could sell it. Um, another random thing that I didn't think about, and as I said, this is just about planning, um, inheritance, that was one thing one of the uh, three, you know, artists spoke about and it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, that that is a thing. Right. It's like, you know, as part of that planning, it's like, hey, it's like, you know, I know I have this inheritance. It's like, you know, that's going to come in. And so it's it's um, it's one of those things that I said is very it, it's, it's very interesting because there's so many different opportunities, you know, in so many different ways. It's like, you know, to start preparing yourself and start having that conversation. And one of the things that, you know, it's like, I didn't want this session to just, you know, you know, scare people and get people to be like, Oh man, you know, what the fuck? No, it's like, you know, so to me, it's like, you know, one of the things I would like to do, it's like, you know, is, and, and it could be through, you know, the community, if this is something that, you know, the community is interested in is bring on, you know, um, 
specialists, bring on, yeah. you know, people who've done all these things. Exactly. And it could mm -hmm. be a lot of the people that I've just mentioned, like you case know, studies. Gave an example, case studies. And it's like, all right, can you break it down? Where do you start? What's the first step? I love How this do you build idea. A brand? What's the first yeah. thing you do? And so yeah. then there's actionable plans, right? For people to follow. You know, it's yeah. like, because yes, it is intimidating. And I think the nature of us as creatives, as artists, right? It's like, you know, we're, we're definitely recluse when it comes to that aspect, money and budgeting and finance and everything else. Right. You know, we just want to create cool, pretty pictures, you know, yeah. it's like, but at the end of the day, I'm sorry, it's a business. Yeah, right. yeah that, that would be that would be great because that, that's, you know, bringing value to our uh, audience here is definitely something that we're looking forward each time we're thinking about new guests or themes or topics or, OK, what is going to be interesting to explore, but what is going to bring value? And I feel that uh, the, the what you what you brought today is something that is very rarely uh, discussed, oh, yeah. but it is so important it's because so important. when we're I, I'm, you know, uh, 10 years from now, people will look back at the time that, you know, networking and branding was not constantly in the discussion for professional yeah. artists because it, it didn't, it was a little bit, but you know, you had your em employment yeah. and your long-term plan and all of that. That's all going to change. It's already changing now. We're in the mm -hmm. middle of it and it's going to continue to, to, uh, to change. And why we insist and we covered many different things, but why branding and i would say networking uh, uh, at the same time would kind of put them in, in the same basket is that those are those are two things that are going to bring you opportunities those are two things that are going to make everything else easier in mm -hmm. your career because you already have this aura of you are known for this or for yeah. this or whatever it yeah. is so you will go from looking on a you know on a weekly basis or what are the new work opportunity to looking in your inbox and you have all those work opportunities that are yeah. coming because you spent time to work for one, two, three, four, five years in your branding. And now you're known for whatever that, that is. Yeah. And this is going to bring. So it's to invest for to make it easier in the future to have those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as I said, it's like I think that, um, you know, it's um, as, as you're talking about, it, it, you mentioned the changes. It's like the animation guild right now you know, is going through a huge change because a lot of their members um, are looking to move out of the state, right? And, you know, Animation Guild is within, you know, Los Angeles. Like, you know, even I remember at DreamWorks, you know, people who worked at PDI up north, you know, it's like, we're not a part of the union because mm -hmm. the union had jurisdiction you know, um, mainly the Animation Guild had ju jurisdiction, mainly in L.A. It's like in Southern California. And so they're going through a whole thing where they need to just figure like change their policies and figure out, OK, how are we going to do this? Because if we have all these people leaving the state, right, it's like, you know, how do we adapt to it? And so um, it's the reality of it. You know, as I said, it's not all of this is not to scare, you know, anyone. It's like, you know, it's just to get you to start yep. thinking yeah. about, you Have know, this on your radar, you know, exactly. Yeah. Start thinking about this. And as I said, it's like, you know, I want to, I don't want to just drop this bomb, and, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, I want to continue to have yeah. conversations just, around exactly. this that makes it actionable, 
you know, it's like, and I would even say with, you know, David and Brent, it's like, you know, because of the, the quality of people that you're bringing on board, it's like, you know, and, 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 and because of the nature of artists, I realized that n not everyone is going to be as forthcoming, you know, and sharing the details of, sure. of, 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 their, success. Know, of their success. It's yeah. like, you know, as much it's like, but there are people that will, oh, I, yeah. I'm definitely one of those. Yeah, yeah. I would look to bring people on board that will feel very comfortable, you know, yeah. sharing, you know, the steps, sharing the process, sharing their secrets and what they've learned. Because the thing is, you know, this is going to change in a, in, in a significant way oh, yeah. over the next decade. Um, and I think as a community, um, you know, we need to, to, to share all this information amongst ourselves. Yeah, right. We owe it to ourselves to support one another and to kind of yeah. make people aware. Cause as to go back to an earlier topic and we should take some questions right after this because it's already, we only have 20 minutes left, but I just wanted to say a last little thought here on this particular wow, topic. Oh, man. I know it, dude, it flies. <laughs> I mean, these, these things are ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, the, we shouldn't call this a conversation with anymore. We should call it the uh, come visit us in the time vacuum yeah. with, you know, because that's really what it ends up being. But this idea that remembering, like coming back, framing what you said earlier before many of uh, this idea that there aren't people that are like, you know, people like us in our forties, we represent typically, you know, other than, you know, maybe, you know, some directors and people that have been there yeah, from maybe the yeah. 2d days, there are, um, there are definitely, people that are older than us, but we do represent the, the heavier part mm -hmm. of yeah. the bulk, yeah. the lion's yeah. share of the people that are the more mature in this industry. The reason why you don't hear people talking about this a lot is because no one's gone through it yet. And so yeah. we have to, we owe it to ourselves to have this conversation because we have to figure it out together. We have to plot yeah. our futures together because exactly. there's no one who, who else is going to tell us. Not we don't studio. have some wise sage living in a, in a cave who did this hundred years ago. Yeah. And let me tell you, you know, I didn't, here's the map with all the sea serpents. Just take this yeah. course to the, to the <laughs> Island. You'll make it there. There's treasure there. No, there's nobody. Yeah. Like yeah. we collectively need to plot this. We, it's, it's like, like and ahead, it's a journey, ahead. right? It's a journey. It like it's a journey yeah. like and 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 I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that I I have all the answers and no. that's what I'm saying it's like you bring on people who've done that right yeah it's like you know I could speak as it relates to you know the educational side of it yep. it's like you know and building you know my business it's like but that's completely different than the business totally. that David has built which is completely different than the vehicle that you know Raf Grissetti has built indifferent than you know it's like you know my friend anthony has built through real estate and so to me it's bringing all those people all those different perspectives it's like you know to ask about that you guys have jaleel you know it's like you know it's like jaleel went from being a senior animator you know it's like a dreamworks to being the ceo of you know the largest you know just animation studio and probably the east coast it's like you know um just pure animation it's like and yeah. so to me, and this is someone that, you know, knowing Julio before Steamroller, this is not someone who's like, yeah, I'm going to do a business. I'm going to do this, right? It's like he went up there to do a Kickstarter project. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it started like, somewhere. It's like, you know, he's like, I'll do a Kickstarter project. That's yeah. a great story. Get this game yeah. off the ground. And then it translates into this and how he's had to yeah. adapt and work. Yeah. So to me, it's like, like, you know, dude, there's tons of podcasts, tons of webinars about you know, uh, you know, how to, how to animate, how to model, how to texture, how to light, how to rig. It's like, you could find that in droves, right? 
But to me, it's like, I'm like, no, there needs to be more content, you know, for the person who has been there. It's like, you know, currently doing it and is on that next level. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, because if you're just starting in the industry and you're not in that mindset and you don't have to be enjoy it, have fun, kick ass, take it all, you know, take it all in. It's like, because you're young and you're just getting into it. You know, it's like embrace it, have fun, you know, do you. But when, you know, you're reaching our age, it's like, and it's kind of like you're jaded because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another project, another show, another this, another that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, What do you want me to do? I think, you know, that energy that spent, you know, you know, it's like, you know, you know, when you were young, it's like, you know, taking this in, I think that needs to translate into something, something else, right? Mm-hmm. Because you could do your job with your eyes closed. So yeah. there's not much you could learn, let's be honest, right? Yeah. As it relates to like, dude, it's, I've been animating for the last 20 years, pretty straightforward. I got this. Yeah. I can animate, right? And it's I, like, I, and as Brent mentioned, you've been for 20 years working on the brand of all of your employers. So maybe it's it's time to spend a little bit of that time and maybe time. transition slowly to work That's on your on, yeah. on, on brand. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's not, you know, just cut and run. It's not a hole in burning this bridge. It's like, it's okay. You know what? It's yeah. like, I worked on this huge project, you know, that this company and the studio spent hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. How do I feed my yeah. brand exactly. based on that momentum? Exactly. Yeah. That's right? the key conversation. How That's do what portfolios are meant that? to do, right? Yeah. How do I ride that? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like to a point, it's like where then it yeah. no longer becomes yeah. Manny who works at DreamWorks. Yes. It becomes exactly. Manny. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? So, Manny, you were talking about you know bringing guests to have you know some uh, insight and actionable uh, uh, you know things that that, that could uh, improve. And I think Brent, maybe there we can switch to the uh, the, the question now. Yeah. Um, I see one from Ahmed Muck. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that properly. Uh, which is how can someone develop their brand and get more exposure? And what will be a good step to start a freelancing? Uh, career. So let's start with the first part uh, of that. How can someone uh, develop their uh, their mm-hmm. brand? I just like to, to start is that there's to me there's already there's two different ways you can develop a uh, business. For instance, you know us with Agora is a brand, CGMA is a brand, or or Fred like uh, Cedric So and Michael uh, Chaos Mason is a brand. So you can build something that is not your name that can mm-hmm. your brand, but you can also be Sir Wade and you are your brain. You can be Michael Jordan and be you know whatever. So are you going to build something and, you know, put your energy for this? It's not you, but it's your brand. You own it and you're going to develop it. Or are you going to put all your energy in in yourself, in advertising your, yeah. yourself? Uh, and I would say for most freelancers uh, that are don't desire to start a business because that's this could be a, another two hour discussion of how to uh, mm-hmm. start a business. Yep. Uh, that would be personal branding. So you want to invest uh, uh, in yourself. Yesterday we talked about Showreel, and we 
might have talked for half an hour. So that's definitely <laughs> something. Uh, but yes, there is a lot of things that you can do to yeah. develop your uh, own brand. So do, do you have perspective on this one? Uh, yeah, no, I think I think what you said is great. I think, um, yeah, it depends on, you know, what what brand you're developing. Like for me, it's like I've gone through phases where, you know, it's like when I was doing the Evolve conference, it's like it was more of the man. It was my brand because I was the one presenting it. I was the face of it. I was front and center. It's like, you know, I would do the keynote, um, you know, uh, 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 hosting, you know, with a keynote speaker. So it was me. Right. And it was still evolved, but it was me. And, mm -hmm. and people equate that with me. Whereas with CGMA, a lot of people don't know I'm behind CGMA, which I love as well. Right. Yeah. I'll be talking to someone. It's like, you know, they're like, oh, cool. What do you do? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, you know, CEO of CGMA. They're like, what? It's like, <laughs> I took you know, all your classes. I've done this. No, no, no. It's like, and I'm perfectly fine with doing that, right? I'm fine yeah. with CG May being the brand, you know? Yeah. So the thing is, it's like, uh, to David's point, um, yeah, it depends on what you want to do, you know? It's like, I never, this is funny. I deliberately, you cannot find my work online. I've never had a portfolio site. I rarely post any of my art, right? And I've been in the industry for over 20 years. That was deliberate because. I wanted to be known as Manny, the producer, hmm. the entrepreneur and not Manny, the artist, right? It's like, that was a deliberate thing from jump that I always like when everyone's posting artwork and everything else, it's like, and I understood the value of the brand. It's like, I'm like, you know what? I want to focus more on the business side of things, yeah. you know, than mm -hmm. just the art. It's like, you know, so I'm viewed differently. Um, you know, uh, so so it's one of those things that's very interesting, right? So I would I would add to that, you know, on that is, um, you know, it's like in terms of how could someone develop their brand. So if you're a professional, post your work. That's it. Mm. That's the that's the most basic thing that you can do. As, as, yeah. as long as you're you know legally allowed to do it, it's like you know post your work. And I would even say, even if you're not legally allowed to do it, there's a gray area, because um, that's another thing that I hate that studios do. It's like they have these blanket, you yeah. know, you can't post anything. It's right. like, yeah. even though the studio that they're working for is like, yeah, you can post whatever you want. It's like, you know, but they enforce this really strict, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, um, um, blackout type covering. It is yeah. horrible. And, and, and that's even more of a reason, right, to develop your own brand. Exactly. You know, yeah. because then it's like, as, as Brent mentioned, you know, earlier, you could be working at a studio it's like, you know, for five, 10 years and then they let you go and now you're trying to look for work and guess yeah. what? You got nothing to show for it. But yeah. like the personal work you did from 10 years ago, that well, looks what like if that shit. show get canceled, right? Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. even get out there in the Sorry. public and you're still limited by the it legal never exists. side. That's exactly. it. Never exists. So, um, so, yeah, uh, and I agree. You expose your, your work. There's all those social platforms. It gets it's to know what, what kind of material should I put on YouTube compared to yeah. Instagram. TikTok yeah. is still uh, wide open, especially for animation. Yeah. Animation is going to oh, come on. become totally. massive so on TikTok. Obvious. LinkedIn, now the, the, so the uh, organics reach is pretty crazy. So you would maybe tailor something that is less you know, fun party, but maybe if you have a little tutorial or something, you're going to yeah. post it there. You think about branding. Uh, one of our good friends, uh, David Gibson, who created those great creature animation, and he posted the time lapse of creating mm -hmm. this animation 
right away, okay, the brand that he decided to do, I'm going to expose my work. So I'm yep. kind of, uh, you know, there's a educational part of it and there's creature uh, animation for video game. Okay, video game, creature and education, boom, yeah. right there, you have a niche yeah. of this kind of brand That's and awesome. you create the content in that and it becomes and you viral cultivate and then it. people, exactly, people know you for that and then you yeah. have yeah. opportunities because of yeah. those video. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The key, I think the key is also like to look at how other people are doing it. Like if it's something, if your first step is just putting yourself out there, then look at how, like yeah. how many people out of all the people are just lazy and all they do is use a YouTube or Vimeo channel. Like maybe probably lots, probably the bulk of people who takes the time to just like literally, even if it's something really, really, really like easy to access, like I'd say that, you know, um, um, WordPress is a good example of something that's just sitting there and it wouldn't take a lot of effort to sort of do something really basic because of the templates. Yeah. But there's yeah. even, even like what's some of these other websites that are really popular out there that make it even simpler. Like what's, it starts with a, was one of There's Wix. Wix is the um, one exactly I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally, Squarespace. Like, yeah, you could sit there and be like, oh, but it won't let me do exactly. No, yeah. shut up and do just, it. You can always go and do another one yeah. when you are, when you have all this other time that you yeah. probably will never have. Yeah. And then, yeah. but if it's, because if it, because it, it's like baby steps, right? Work yeah. in a direction, just yeah. start somewhere. And then right away, now you already look more legitimate because you have a website that's yeah. with your URL. Do you know how much it costs to buy your URL or domain? Nothing. Not Nothing. a lot of money. So Five just go and a year. exactly just go do it. It's like so obvious, but so many people don't. And yeah. I think that there is a lot that is coming from analysis paralysis that yeah, they're just absolutely. like, oh, first, what am I going 100%. to do? And they see all those amazing As artists, artists that are already all those amazing artists, artists that are already of there. Yeah. Who am I to add my yeah. work to that? But the reality is that if you do, you're literally part of the one percent. Yeah, yeah, all exactly. the CG artists yeah. that are actually doing it. So don't totally. compare to all the, everything that you see online. You would be part of the one person that would pay it. Exactly. I completely agree. Some of the best artists I've worked with, no one knows who they are. Yeah, that's it. It's a tragedy, really. Some of the best artists that I, yeah. I'm like, what the how have I never heard of you? Probably because they're so it's busy. Like, they're because so they don't have anything. Yeah, they don't have a single presence, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. online. Um, yeah. And and they're they're the lifelong company men, company yeah. women who just yep. sit there and they just and, you know, as I said, it's uh, it would be great if we lived in a world where corporations, right, would take care of, you know, their best. It's like, you know, ensure that, you know, but, you know, we know what happened with 2D and we know what happened with VFX and games all the time. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it's just, you know, turn and burn. And it's it's the reality of it. You know, it's like yeah. it's the reality of it. As I said, this is not meant to deter someone from getting no. in the industry or who's just starting out. It's like, hey, it's it's great. It's amazing. There's nothing like creating this amazing piece of art and sharing it with the world and having your parents and your friends, you know, watch, you know, see your yeah. stuff on the big screen or play a mm -hmm. game that you worked on. It's like in getting those credits. It's like, I remember yeah. getting goosebumps for the first five years in the industry. Every time I went, totally. you know, to see a film or whatever, that's great. But at, this is, this is for that person. This is for the group, totally. you know, that are on that other side of that, you know, that are like, yeah, been there, done that, whatever. It's yeah. like, this is what's next. This is what I, you should start thinking about. I just wanted to clarify something too. Like you might detect, people in chat might be detecting a, almost a bit of anger in my voice when I say like, just get out there and do it. <laughs> like this is not, to, to be completely clear, I'm talking to the 
the younger Brent right now. When I say it like this, <laughs> it's because I'm literally, because I am guilty, just like all of you, of just not taking the 10 minutes to like, or probably a bit more, maybe a night of like research into like, hey, what, don't worry about finding the perfect platform. Just find one that seems really easy to get in there and start doing. Because once you start building some momentum behind it, you're going to start seeing the benefits and the payoffs. And then suddenly the value will become more clear. And therefore your brain will automatically allocate more time and energy towards reinvesting more into those areas. So in other words, what we want to do is change the conversation from the, the number one question we always get asked, the one I always get asked from the beginning of time, as soon as I started putting myself out there as an instructor, instructor as someone who is like an authority in the matter of what you should how you animate and what you should put on a demo reel everyone mm -hmm. always wants to know what to put on your demo reel and instead what i want to start answering to that question with is not oh you should do this and this it should be no 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 you have the wrong question your question should be how do i start building my brand yeah. portfolio demo reel is just a component it is a yeah. an arrow in your quiver of brand that you need to start developing but it's you got to think start thinking a bit okay. bigger even if you don't have a whole pile of arrows on that quiver start with one or two and but but it's all built on this one singular idea of building up a name yeah. And Brent, to your point, and this is something because I'm also looking at the second part of the question and what would mm. be a good step to start a freelancing career. Yeah. What we're trying to get to with this part of networking and branding is it used to be a one way, right? You add, you work on your showreel, you send it to studio randomly or you see that there's an ad and you send it to the studio and they, you hope that they're going to call you. This is now change. Studio are going to come and get you if you build that platform and if you build that presence uh, uh, for them. So it, it's it, it's not just a, a question. So how uh, would you start a freelancing career with everything that we discussed? First, look online. There's tons every day. There's new studio that's going to advertise. We're looking for uh, freelancers. There's you know a Facebook group. There's Discord channel. There's just just Google it. Right, you're yeah. going to, to find them. But on top of that, as you keep that on your radar and you send your showreel each time you, you find opportunity, you also work on your own platform, your own work. Uh, you figure out what you want to expose, what kind of work you want to. And on a daily basis, every day you work on it, you work on it. And over a couple of years, hopefully five years from now, you're like, huh, I don't have to look for work anymore. I receive like two or three Yep. demand every week and i have the luxury of taking the one that are going to be the more fin financially interesting for me or that interests me the the, the most but you have you options start today yeah yep. exactly yeah. yeah you have branding options. networking is going to provide you options yeah uh, in a few years and don't underestimate the power of your own network right it's like when when you are asked like just, just you can just ask yourself this question whoever's listening right now ask yourself the question when the when was the last time someone asked you hey do you know any animators or do you know any artists that you actually would recommend you're going to think of two different areas you're going to think for sure what was the last job i worked on and who was really good but you're also going to think automatically in your brain will be people you know who put themselves out there all the time it's or just know because of. there's was that or say what or or know of because just, you don't yeah, know them personally exactly. but you know about their brand exactly yeah. exactly you might know it's someone who's someone who who knows somebody else that like put you on this person's channel and you're like holy cow the idea is 
that as soon as you start finding ways of, of permeating beyond the confines of the actual job that you currently are doing, you start like you and start talking a bit more how you transcend into more the craft space and the actual, you know, the, the industry itself in general, you start to sort of just become this name that people know yeah. just because you put yourself out there theoretically you know, in some way. You know, go to what? Talks, like, go to conferences. Exactly. And, and it's perfect. It's a, it's, it's a perfect point to add. It's like, you know, it's, you're, you're relevant, right? It's like, you know, you're <laughs> always there. Like, and what I mean by that is if you're posting, even if it's once a month, right, that's always going to be like, you know, you're top of mind, right? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, of course, man. That guy's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like because you're always there, you're always posting. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like if I'm thinking like, hey, it's like you know, gun to your head, who's the you know, it's like you know, who's a, an amazing animator, amazing concept artist. As you said, I'm going to go through my my thought process is oh, someone that I worked with yep. or someone that I know of, exactly. Right, and it might not be someone I know personally. It might be just be it might just be similar to your point, David, that person that had that amazing show reel, right? Yeah. That had that amazing demo reel. Exactly. That's the person you're going to yeah. know. Uh, and it's uh, you know, and and there's tons of these types of stories. I remember there was this uh, this um, uh, Nico Marlet, who is uh, uh, an amazing uh, uh, character designer at DreamWorks. Um, he um, got an email from a friend who sent him this this image of a of a model of one of his characters that he designed for kung fu panda but it never it was never a part of the the, the movie it was just it was one of the crocodile ninja characters um that he had did and that was in the art of book but someone sent him this model it's like this person who created this character and they executed it beautifully a month later the guy was at the studio oh yeah for sure they flew him from paris it's <laughs> like you know and gave him a job because nico yeah. was like this guy's amazing we should hire him. And he was working on, you know, Kung Fu Panda 2. There you go. It's like, all he did was post it on a site. Just put him out there, put himself That's out it. there. It's funny because you said That's a word it. there like yeah. it's really key. You said relevance, right? How does one, how does one attain relevance? You become relevant by making yourself relevant. That's you put it. yourself out there. Who, like you, you authors started with their first book, right? Yeah. Everyone starts somewhere, but then eventually because they're out there as opposed to just keeping it all to yourself, you know, it's like you just become relevant because now people become, are talking about you because they're able to learn from you. Like that's it. Yeah. End of story. Just find a way of making your own relevance. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. What I hack. This is what I used to do. So I would, you know, apply to a bunch of studios, right? So let's say I applied to 10 studios, you know, they're looking for models. And, you know, you get like different responses. Sometimes you don't get any response. What I would do is I would, every time I would work on a new piece, I would send an email, it was almost like a newsletter to all of these recruiters and go, hey, so-and-so, hope you're doing well, <laughs> long time to see. I, like I just wanted to show you what I was working on, <laughs> this new piece, right? That's it. That's such a genius and idea. All of my jobs. That's perfect. That because That's perfect. you know why? After that first email, they don't they don't remember me because they're no. getting hundreds and thousands Absolutely. of emails, whatever. But you yep. know what? Number one, the fact that it was a part of a thread. So there's that history built in. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's not that cold email, it's a part of the thread. And because it's like, oh yeah, that guy, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, at the end of the day, it's relationships, right? It's networking. Yep. Yep. It's like, you know, that's all it's about. It's getting yourself out there.
you know it's like and that is a part of branding right yeah. that no one freaking wow. talks yeah. about it's in your branding. case in your case you you just understood who your audience was and your yeah. audience were the recruiters yeah. and the you recruiters. just spoke directly to them in a the way same. that they would remember you yeah and the reason what and I remember DreamWorks when I got the job. I'm sorry, David. DreamWorks when I got the job, the recruiters like, "It's finally, it's it's great to finally meet you." Yeah. It's like I feel like I've known you for the last two <laughs> exactly. years because it awesome. took two years of me sending up, you know, sending work. Hey, this is what I'm working on, and I was very smart about it. I was very strategic about it. It's like I would model dreamworks characters yeah right naturally and send them images yeah. of like not dreamworks but dreamworks like characters yeah, yeah. and send them those images right it's like you know and if i was applying to blizzard i would create blizzard like assets and send that but it's like as i said it's like you know it's it's um and and, and this is something that if you do now right it's like that just translates into everything else that we're talking about. Totally. It's all about understanding how to engage people, yep. you know, and how to sell yourself. How do you want to be presented? Right. You know, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. I uh, just wanted to say that that was perfect. It's the perfect hack because on one side, you find a way to do something that usually is very annoying for recruiters, <laughs> which is, hey, how about now? How about now? How about yeah. now? But yeah. you find a way to, hey, but if I show a new piece, it's actually yeah. legit and relevant. So it makes sense. On top of that, you show that you're proactive and you're still yeah. working. So yeah. it, it, it's just a, you slightly tweaked totally. a situation that many are doing, which is like a one yeah. of the top five, don't do that. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, do it like many, and then it's just magic. It's good. Yeah. It, it's like, and I never, I always had work. It's like, and I remember when I was at DreamWorks, like I got so many people like, dude, are you looking? Are you looking for like years? And I just stopped doing it. But it was just, is the idea that it's just like, oh yeah, I remember that guy, Manny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. da, 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 It's like, you know, and it also didn't hurt the fact that I was black. I was always the only black person in almost any modeling department, right? And you didn't think I knew that? Of course I knew that. And I used it for <laughs> advantage. Branding. Branding. Like, people, you, like, you just don't understand, like, you know, it, it, it's like, it's, it's that image. It's how yeah. you're, you know, it's like how you're seen. It's like, you know, That's and it. using it to work to your advantage. And Where do you, making sure you are seen. Right. Yeah. Where it's do you like, fit into that that potential job and like yeah. understanding all of the value, no, yeah. leveraging all of your assets, not just the, your your professionalism and your career your skill, but all the other like constellation and making sure you're putting yourself you're putting yourself out there so that they see the whole package. Exactly. I love I love this idea too because like this, this that that newsletter idea. I don't know why I, I really echo. You guys hearing my echo when I when I talk? Not at all. Uh, a little bit. It just started, I know, but I barely hear it. I don't yeah. know why I'm hearing it. It's only when I talk. Um, the idea of making it so that it's not like the how about now, now kind of syndrome. You're just, you're just, you're not even being assuming. You're just being like, look, this is, I'm giving you, it's like a blog. I'm just showing yeah, yeah, yeah. you because the other thing, the other thing <laughs> that it does, it a lot of, yeah, a lot of people get, they get screwed because they put out, they make their first demo reel out of school and then that's it. Then they just keep emailing the same recruiter with the same freaking email. I, I, I demo really like you're showing them that you don't even give a crap about the no. job because you're not even willing to put any kind of real effort in continue. Like if you didn't get the job the first time, it's probably because you didn't make the cut somewhere. So exactly. show them that you know what? That you're hey, improving. I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I'm, I get it. I got, I get I got it. something else. While I keep looking for a job, I'm going to do the only thing that I can is get better at my craft. And I'm going to exactly. show you so they can see, not only do they see the arc, they can, they start measuring kind of a trajectory. So yeah. then they're like, holy shit, when they hire you now, they're like, this person's like a, like a bottle rocket, man. They are, I look at their first uh, demo. Yeah. Reel. You'll get to the point where these recruiters are like fighting to get you a job because yeah. they're like, this guy, this guy deserves it. Look at this freaking work. Look at his, look at the curve here. It's yeah. like, they want to see your, they want to be part in, of, of, of your story arc. You know what I mean? They want to get you that first job. You know, it's funny. It's like, I know at one point during the conversation, I said that, Hey, it's like, you know, if you're just starting out, this might not be the topic for you. Right. It's like, and this is for someone who's 40 plus, but it's interesting how it's kind of taken a turn where you realize that branding is from the time you are putting yourself out there looking for work. Right. It's like, you know, to where it's like, this is it. Like, it's all about, Absolutely. you know, how you're presenting yourself to the world, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, and what what does it say about you? Um, and, and to me, it's like, I think, uh, you know, you know, if we were to do the series, it's like, I would even like to bring on professional financial planners. You know, it's like that work with artists. It's like, you know, like my, you know, the guy that I work with, he works prim primarily in the animation and, and VFX industry. So a lot of his clients, you know, are within that. It's like, and I actually introduced to him through my office mate. It's like, um, so you could start understanding. It's like, you know, and start having those conversations. So you start planning for it. It's like, I know a lot of people came in late and they're like, uh, I thought this guy was going to be talking about CGMA and <laughs> talking about, you know, it's like, surprise, you know, um, yeah. online education. It's like, um, but spoonful I, I of medicine, think, yeah, you know, sorry, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go exactly. down. It's tricked you all exactly. into a much more important conversation, <laughs> suckers. But, but, um, yeah, this has been, this has been fun. And, yeah. and, and I hope that for the people that it matters to, they've gotten something out of yeah, it. And this is yeah. something that, you know, um, we could continue to, to to build off of. But I would say, you know, David and, and Brent, it's like grill, 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 uh, grill our friend uh, Jalil, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> sure. grill a man. That's um, case study number one. Exactly. Exhibit exactly. A. Break it down. Yeah, Break man. it down. I it's agree. Like, you know, we, will, and, we will extract everything, everything that we can get everything. out of this guy because his Squeeze story it. is just it's amazing. amazing. And and yeah. I would and I would like to know, you know, it's like to me, it's like what his exit plan is, you know? Mm. It's like if if that's something that he's thought about, you know, as well. Um, you, you know what? We're, we're going to do him a little surprise, and you will appear in the stream like half an hour in. <laughs> Dude, I would love to do that. As long as the That's schedule awesome. lines up, yeah. don't tell him about this. Anyone yeah. on this stream, don't yeah. don't give Jalil a heads it. up. It's like, um, but it. that would be great. You it's could like, be that guy. You're like the guy who comes in and teaches us the clinic on, like, yeah. make sure you have an exit plan. And it's like, and then we'll, Jalil will feel just like those 25 people you called and exactly. ruined their day. Uh, like, oh, no, it's fucking uh, Manny uh, stream, again. Steamroller Studios? What yeah, happens yeah. if that doesn't work yeah, out? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, big uh, shot. What happens then? Um, too big to fail, huh? Like, well, damn you, Duffy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And tell me, when is that game coming out again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I think it's a good idea. I think it'd be great to. So we've started a conversation. I think it's a very important conversation. And again, it's not a very common conversation because no one's having it because you're only hearing about this kind of stuff now because people like 
Manny are getting in that age bracket where they have no choice but to think about it. And uh, we're talking to somebody who actually got ahead of the curve and did invest a lot of time and energy to build something as big as CG Academy. So, you know, it's it's uh, we need to start dissecting we you do put you in a lab and start cutting you into little pieces and learning hey, and what makes you tick let's right let's bring more people on board yep. to start going through that process because as exactly. i said what it does is it gives the community actionable steps yep. that they yep. can take right I agree. you know it's like you know how do you as i said i started cgma with ten thousand dollars you know it's like that was it it's like and yep. you we were talking about wordpress i had a wordpress site for 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 the you know best part of five years you know, it's like, and there's so many platforms out there that makes it so much easier and so much cheaper, yep. you know, yep. it's like, um, and, and there's, you know, I'm a strong believer of the, the MVP concept, the minimal viable product. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you might have this grandiose idea, but distill it down to something that's very actionable, right. Yep. That allows you to test the market that allows you to, you know, just slowly build it, um, I think is, is super important. So, but, um, Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Like this is huge. Um, it's like some knowledge draw bombs were being dropped in a big way here. I hopefully it, it sits in people's minds um, in a way that at least they have it in the back of their minds. So they can start yeah. kind of being like, oh, man, like it's, you know, he makes some really good points. I should really start thinking about it. That's the that it all starts there. You know, yeah, we planted a seed. Let's continue to cultivate those seeds. It's you know, continue to have this conversation. We'll try to drag you back in for a kind of an update and maybe a guest surprise appearance, like you said, <laughs> on some of these other these other talks. I would um, love it. Thanks for taking your yeah. thanks for giving us your time, Manny. Like Definitely. honestly, like it's Definitely. been awesome. Really enjoyed this conversation. I think um, on many levels, and I'm 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 sure that the uh, the chat did as well. So I'll wish you both a wonderful remainder of your day, um, and I guess until next time. Perfect. Thank you that so much, David. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, you guys. guys. Have a great one. Absolutely. And definitely a huge thank to the, uh, you know, um, thanks to the uh, Gore community. Thanks, Absolutely. Manny. See you, you soon, my friend. All righty. Take care. Bye. Bye. So that was big. Um, let me get rid of this. I always forget to turn it off. So that was uh, awesome. Um, I mean, on like, I really do agree with both David and Manny. This is a very important conversation. And it is something that we should definitely be thinking about all the time. Uh, because it's just, it's not necessarily about making, becoming like a dynasty and becoming rich. It's not about that. It's about being comfortable beyond the years that you would normally be in production. Because production, one thing that really didn't, we didn't really touch a lot on, that was sort of implied, but not really discussed, was that production. Productions are not easy. They are they are difficult. There are extra hours, and um, you know your candle is only so long, and so you have to be very careful how long you decide to burn it. And as you get older, like I'm 46, so I'm certainly not a spring chicken anymore. And so naturally, I feel like I have a lot of production left in me for sure because I love it so much. But at the end of the day, you never really know, right? You should always be thinking a little bit, whether that's just be being about being smart and following your 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 financial advisor's advice, make sure you're investing in some sort of retirement plan or real estate or things that are peripheral to your to your industry, and or how can you then maximize and leverage the thing that you've been spending most of your life doing, or the what you what you're sort of starting to, or to do you intend to spend most of your life doing i.e an animation career or some sort of digital artist career these things to to get the most out of life you need to find a way of 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 squeezing as much blood out of the stones that you actually have in your basket so i think that the key is is just start thinking about this kind of stuff because it really does interestingly feed right back into the common question that's almost on all of your minds, which is what the hell do I put on my demo reel? Stop thinking like that and start thinking about how can I find a way of standing out? 
And it could be partly due to what you do with your demo reel. It could be partly due to, um, you know, your presence online and putting yourself out there. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky because I'm a gregarious person. So I put myself out there since I was quite little. I was destined to always be a big blabbermouth somewhere. And people were hopefully going to listen to me sometimes. Not everyone feels like that. So it's not like everyone needs to be a Sir Wade. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what we're saying. It's about knowing who you are and what you bring to the table and how can you find ways of making sure that you diversify a little bit and maximize and leverage who it is that you are really. And, and the first thing to be able to do that is to know, knowing who you are is knowing your brand and then finding ways of, of echoing that and reinforcing that and getting it out there. So, we started this conversation. We're going to continue it. It's a really good one. Uh, it's like we can really start doing maybe even clinics. So rather than demo real clinics, we should start talking about branding clinics. I think it would be a really cool thing to uh, to do. So until next time, um, I wish you all a great week. We have, um, I, I always promised myself I'm going to actually have this up when um, before I do the stream. But I uh, just want to give you kind of just while you're here, uh, a quick update on what's coming up next. We do have another Q&A. We all have these Q&A sessions with David and I every week. It's always the same time. Tuesday nights, we had one last night between 9 and 10 Eastern Standard Time, p.m. Um, so that will be the next thing that's currently on the roster, although there are going to be a couple extra things that are happening in between there that's uh, going to be announced within the next day or two. Actually, matter of fact, one of them might already be announced, but I just haven't put it on the actual Agora Live schedule. So... Um, you know, check the actual gal uh, the calendar and check obviously social announcements because sometimes it takes a couple days to synchronize all of the things. But uh, yeah, there's a couple really cool things that are happening between now and next Tuesday for sure. I can promise you. Um, in addition to that, um, we uh, have uh, Jalil who actually came up in conversation ironically today. Uh, Jalil uh, Sadul, he's going to be with us next Wednesday. Um, he is the co-founder and CEO of Steamroller Studios. So if you don't know who that is or what that is, then you should probably definitely do a little bit of homework because you're going to be pretty impressed. And it's going to get you excited to become that, that stream because as David and Manny both said, I mean, they know him from back in the day at DreamWorks. So obviously they know his story better than others, but the, the story is very interesting. I can tell you, I don't know him personally, but hearing the story, I'm just, I need to, I just need to be in the same room with this person just because I want to touch some of that magic because he's got a very interesting backstory that I think you're all gonna and it's very pertinent to this conversation we started today so please do show up for that it's wednesday uh between 3 and 4 30 p.m eastern standard next week so that's the next thing also on the on the list so until next time have a good day stay animated and we'll see you on the next one cheers thanks for listening to this episode we hope you got a lot out of it agora community is a free resource for artists in the animation visual effects and gaming industries providing daily educational material, free rigs, and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time, stay tuned and stay animated.